Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the Steelers Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Steelers Wire editor, Kurt Popejoy. You know, there were some decisions that still need to be made, but I wouldn't necessarily refer to it as spots up for grabs. We, we're we going to make decisions and gather information up to the 11th hour. That's just part of this because the decisions are not uh, do not occur only in a bubble. It's not only about this group, but it's about the global group. Um, phone calls and so forth are a part of the process. I don't want it to get easier, to be honest with you. I don't want to get desensitized to it. These are these are men on the other end of these decisions, and, and so um, that never leaves the front of my mind. Well, there's Mike Tomlin talking about cut down day and, and we're, we're at it, Kurt. We're basically recording this yep. podcast right at the deadline and the, the final 53 has just come out for the Steelers and you know, as Tomlin was talking about there, first of all, that, there's one point that I think we kind of forget. I mean, cut down day, it's almost like exciting as a fan because you know the, the regular season's right around the corner. Now you have your team. You can look at the roster. You could debate that and all that. But also, on the other end from the team side, I think we learn it through that hard knock show on HBO all, all the time, right? It is a very real thing. All, all kinds of guys getting cut, all kinds of dreams ending on this day. So it is a heavy day at the same time. But hearing Mike Tomlin talk about, uh, you know, what did he call it? The global or something global. Yeah, he had yeah. a great Oh, yeah. But we were talking right before we came on. They've made their moves here. They've got their final 53, but there's probably a lot of moves to come, a lot of waiver ads, maybe some trades. Oh, uh, yeah. The Steelers are far from done, and, and you got that sense uh, on your, maybe your gut reaction to, to what you're seeing in some of the moves they made today. Oh, definitely. I, I think that when you look at the, the cuts they made today, while well, there weren't any huge surprises, I mean, the fact that the – they they chose to keep no backup guards. You know they released Rashad Coward and B.J. Finney. They they basically have um, Kendrick Green, who's going to be the only backup interior offensive lineman. They don't have him listed as a starter right now. I can't see how they can go into the season like that. They've got two two backup offensive tackles, and they have to do that because they don't know where Zach Banner is as far as his knee. Um, but I think between now and, and probably the start of the season, they're going to they're going to see, you know, if there's a guard maybe that, that gets released that they can they can bring in. But, yeah, I, I don't think Mike Tomlin's out to surprise anybody. Um, I think he he released a couple of guys that, you know, interesting that earlier in the in the cuts, he released um, Antoine Brooks, Jr., the safety from Maryland. And then today they released Arthur Millette. I think they're probably gonna gonna nose around on the free agent market for a cornerback, perhaps. Um, but then you, at at safety, you've got Trey Norwood and Miles Kilber as the backups. I I think they could upgrade there for sure. Um, but yeah, I you know it's amazing to me the team, the players that get released. You know, and, and in a lot of cases, it's injuries. You know, guys aren't healthy, whatever the case may be. Um, but 
I think this team is largely what most people expected it to look like to start the season. Um, they will. They always pick up a guy or two. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody could have any major complaints. I've had. I've had far more shocking. 53-man rosters by the Steelers over the years in this one. No doubt. I mean, at least we do get Presley Harvard and his fantastic leg as the punter, right? So that's that's kind yeah. of that's kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, really though, if you think about it, you know, two of their three special teams guys are going to be new this year. Yeah. That could be big. I mean, yeah. that's a new new punter, new long snapper. Jordan Berry and and Cam Canada weren't weren't the best in the league, but they were they were the 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 bad you know rather as opposed to maybe the bad you don't know. And so um, Christian Kuntz, I, I think he does help him on kickoff coverage too. So I think that that benefits benefited him to beat out Canada. Um, and I think Harvin does have a huge leg. I mean, I don't think he's going to, you know, Jordan Berry's got a 44.4 yard career punt average. It's not great. But if anybody thinks Harvin's going to blow that away, his rookie season, they're probably going to be disappointed because He's gonna, he's a directional punter. He's gonna drop him in the twenty. I mean, he's gonna give him some things that that Barry probably couldn't. But you know, a lot of pressure on Danny Smith, the special teams coordinator. He's got some new pieces to work with. So we'll we'll see how that that, that was about as bold as it gets for the Steelers as a new punter and a new long snapper. So yeah, and and so we, we you talked about some of the surprise releases, like you talked about the guards on the right side there. You also have stories of guys that make the team that maybe we didn't see coming, right? Like, and I know Jameer yeah. Jones is one of those guys, an outside linebacker, an yeah. undrafted free agent. I don't know a ton about him, Kurt. I, w- I was hoping you could talk about him. It seems just like a training camp star. I know he led the team in special teams tackles. So yeah. just a guy that got in camp, found a niche for himself, and made it so the coaches couldn't let him go. Yeah. Every year, the Steelers are kind of notorious for having an outside linebacker that kind of steals fans' hearts. We've had Tazar Skipper. We've had Ola Denier. Um, you know, we've had these different edge guys that have had good preseasons, um, but never never amounted to anything. And so Jones was kind of the, the meme. He was kind of the joke as he this year's version of that. But I'll tell you what, he went out against starters um, in Detroit and, and got pressures. Um you know, for an undrafted free agent to bump a draft pick at the same position, you know, that's, that's pretty big for him. You know, the Steelers needed a, another edge guy. You know, I was glad to see they released Cassius Marsh. You know, they kept him around um, for whatever reason long enough. I, I was very glad to see they didn't just keep him because he's a veteran and they, they put Jones in there at his place. They kind of loaded up at inside linebacker too, which doesn't surprise me given they're really not sure what they have other than Joe Schobert. Well, out here in New England, um, I was trying to drink my coffee this morning, and then the news broke about Cam Newton getting released. Almost dropped my coffee cup right on the floor there. It was freaking crazy. Did not see that coming after Belichick's just saying Cam Newton's the starter all preseason long, has Cam start all the games, and then on cutdown day, releases him, and Mac Jones is the starter. Whoa. So now Cam Newton's out there uh, available, and you didn't waste much time, Kurt, going on Twitter and saying no the Steelers should not sign Cam Newton. Explain yourself. No. Why should the Steelers not? Because they, they had an opportunity to bring in a quarterback. If, if, if the Steelers would have really wanted a guy to be the backup and compete for the starting job next year, they've had opportunities this offseason. At this point, Mason Rudolph's the backup. If you bring Cam Newton in, all you're doing is bumping Dwayne Haskins off the roster completely 
you know, a guy that you've brought in in hopes of maybe developing, and now you're suddenly going to have to release him because you're not going to keep four quarterbacks. And I just don't I, don't, I don't see any way that the, the, the math would work out. Newton's going to sit behind Roethlisberger. He's, he, I assume he still thinks he can start. I assume he wants to go somewhere and start. Agreed. I, I just didn't see, you know, the, I, I said a week or so ago when I saw that Gardner Minshew got traded to the Eagles um, for as low a draft pick as he did, I would have made that trade. I, he's younger. Um, he's, he's had, he's got good film. I'd have bumped Dwayne Haskins for Gardner Minshew, but I'm not bumping Dwayne Haskins for, for Cam Newton at this point in his career. I got a true or false question for you, Kurt. Um, we talked about TJ Watt a little <laughs> bit last week. So true or false TJ Watt signs a massive contract extension with the Steelers before the first regular season game. Do you still think it's, uh, are you still holding out hope? I do. I'm, I'm going to say true. You know, if it doesn't happen, we're all going to be sitting for a whole year for him to hit free agency or go on the franchise tag. The Steelers freed up all this cap money. I, I'm holding on to hope that he becomes the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. All right. Coming up next is our fantasy football question of the week. Thanks for sticking around. All right, Kurt, on Ben Roethlisberger, I think your tried-and-true fantasy strategy is kind of the weight on your quarterback, right? You mentioned last week during the podcast, I remember this, you, you said that you'd be happy to draft Big Ben <laughs> in fantasy, right? And you could get him, Kurt, around like the 13th round, number 19 quarterback off the board. Why? Because he gives yeah. you nothing in the run game, right? And he's probably a slight injury risk. He's at his age. Yeah. But yeah. in 17 games... 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. I think that's like a reasonable baseline projection for Ben Roethlisberger this year if he could stay healthy. So yeah. maybe Big Ben could be a sneaky play this season, maybe especially in daily fantasy leagues, right? Could be a cheap oh, option. Sure. Right matchups. Yeah. What do you think about you Big bet. Ben in fantasy this year? You take him. I, I do. I do because I think, you know, one of the, the thing that has always held – Roethlisberger back in fantasy football is the fact that he doesn't throw huge touchdown numbers. He's never been, I mean, I know the fact he doesn't, you know, in, in today's NFL, you want a guy that can rush the ball, run the ball to and get some rushing scores. But in terms of just a passer, even in seasons when he led the league, you know, he tied Drew Brees for passing yards. He was nowhere close to him in passing touchdowns. That's just always kind of been his thing. But I think you're going to see a big difference in that this year with, the addition of Pat Fryermuth with the addition of Najee Harris. Um, and so I, yeah, I, I play him. I mean, he's got a lot of weapons and he looks healthy and, you know, like you said, you're not going to, you don't need to spend an early draft pick on him, but depending on your philosophy on, on fantasy sports, I mean, some guys draft quarterbacks about the same round they take kickers. So if you can get him late enough, I, I would absolutely take him. And really, if you look historically at fantasy numbers, the difference between the number one fantasy quarterback and the number 10 is never very wide. It's never as wide, you know, other than a few years when Peyton Manning just had ridiculous numbers that were so much bigger than everybody else's and that sort of thing. But you bet he, he's about the he and Najee Harris are about the only two I'm drafting with confidence this year. Yeah, and I, I didn't Big Ben come out not so long ago and, and kind of say, yeah, we're going to run the football. I've been hearing that. We're also going to throw the football a little bit too, right? He, he yeah. had a comment where he's like, yeah, don't forget, I'm going to throw it a little bit. Yeah, they're, 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 they're not going to – just because last year all they did was throw the ball. I mean, even though they're going to run it, uh, Najee Harris might lead – you know, be top 10 in receptions in the NFL as a running back because we saw what he did with Le'Veon Bell. 
I mean, and it, you know, Bell was, Bell was the ultimate dual threat. And I think Harris can do everything that Bell can do. So now we talked last week about the Steelers being super underrated uh, and there might be some value in looking at uh, futures bets. So uh, I'm pulling up the early betting line for week one for the Steelers at Buffalo from the Tipico sports betting app, Kurt. Right now, the Steelers are getting six and a half points going on the road in Buffalo. Is that too much, right? Uh, the Steelers getting six and a half. Now, the Bills beat Pittsburgh 26-15 last year. The Steelers had no answer for Stephon Diggs in that game, if you remember. Bills scored two touchdowns in the third quarter, but it was a seven, It was a 9-7 to seven game at halftime. I think I remember some weather in that game, too. But, right, uh, right. you know, 11-point spread last time. You know, there's a lot of unknown with the Steelers this year. I think there's some value. But what do you think about this early line looking ahead? Steelers getting six and a half at Buffalo. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure that the Steelers can beat the Bills on the road first game of the season. But I think that defense will keep it close. I would probably take the points. I, I think that I don't think this defense is going to let anybody run away from them at this point. Maybe maybe Kansas City, that game day after Christmas, um, that's going to be tough. Teams are going to be tired, beat up, you know playing on the road, but uh, Buffalo early in the year, I think Pittsburgh will keep it close. I, I'm not going to call for the win yet. Um, I want to wait and see how this offensive line, these offensive line issues sort themselves out. But yeah, I think the defense will keep them in every game. I agree. Yeah. And I think if this line climbs at all, we still have a long way to go till week one. If this line climbs, I'm definitely hopping on the Steelers. Um, yeah. Seven's that magic number. Seven, seven and a half. I love the Steelers. Six and mm-hmm. a half is... It's a little sketchier, right? I mean, yeah, it's a little close, but I agree with you. I mean, I think the Bills are a team that Steelers know pretty well, and they held Josh Allen down pretty well in that game last year. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm with you. I think I think that could be a good play. Uh, maybe we could dig more into that game a little bit. Maybe next week, Kurt, just kind of start <laughs> digging into week one. Does that sound good to you? It's about that time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's great. It's great. So, for Kurt Popejoy, I'm Ryan O'Leary. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep looking at this 53 man roster. It's kind of a Reacting in real time, if you will, this podcast. We'll keep looking at this roster. I'm sure there's some other moves to come. We'll be back to break it all down next week. We'll talk to you all then. This USA Today sports podcast has been presented by USA Today's sports media group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.